Matt Sloan is the owner of Sensory Fitness. He's a certified occupational therapist specializing in sensory integration therapy. Matt is also a fitness professional coach involved in education for over 25 years, working with kids and adults. Hello, Matt. Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. So, Matt, what brought you to the sensory world? Oh, good question. Uh, you know, I was, a, I was a special ed teacher for a long time, and I, uh, mm. I, I was getting burned out on it. I was, and I had worked with... Um, I had worked with a CODA in the past when I was a PE teacher and an adaptive PE teacher. And I, I thought it was pretty interesting. So anyway, I went, I went to school. I tried to get into OT and um, got, got uh, certified as an occupational therapy assistant. And my first placement was at a, um, uh, it was at a clinic, a pediatric clinic, and they specialized in, in sensory integration therapy. Uh, uh, that's, that's what, that was their main focus. And I fell in love with it. That's what brought me to the sensory world. And then, and then after I graduated, I ended up working at that clinic and just deep diving to sensory and being a fitness uh, professional, I, you know, there's a really cool crossover. There's lots of marriages right there. So uh-huh. I began to connect the two worlds more and more and more and just began to see how much they have in common. And yeah, so that's, that's what brought me to the sensory world. Was- uh-huh. And what exactly is sensory integration? So it's it's a it's a specific type of therapy uh, developed by Gene Ayers in I want to say the the seventies I could be wrong eighties and she began working with uh, she began to work with kids uh, kids on the spectrum and just kids I think as well with uh, behavior issues that um, you know couldn't quite find out what the root of the problem was and she began to see specific uh, uh, certain um, commonalities in some of the behaviors that they were displaying and th- figured out that, you know, their sensory systems, some of the, you know, there's um, some of their sensory systems weren't working as well as they could be and began to explore like, okay, w- let's, let's explore some movement. Like what would putting a kid on a swing, the impact of that have? And um, began to look at child development and how we develop as kids and how we, our sensory systems develop from from even in Euro all the way up through through childhood and begin to put the pieces together. And, and so that's kind of a complicated answer. I apologize. So <laughs> the short of it is sensory integration is using, looking at a kid's, um, how they process sensory input, how they process it and how they respond to that input, as well as um, using sensory strategies like using vestibular tactile and proprioceptive input to help kids regulate, regulate their emotions and get in touch with their body to do to be more functional so so what what like guides you in the session how do you create your sessions um okay so um you know it's i've worked at a couple different gyms and um and clinics and things like that so how how i guide a clinic i was sorry how do i guide a session you know a lot of times i'll have the kid come in and i'll see what the kid gravitates to sometimes i'll have it a lot of times I'll put things out. I'll put a swing up. I'll put, um, you know, big crash pads out. I'll put um, big gross motor things that kids, you know, will, that kids will, you know, can, will might, might like to play with or, or, or use. So, and I'll see what kids gravitate to. So a lot of kids, you know, I'll see them gravitate towards the swing. Okay, let's start at the swing and we'll see how they do, how they lay in the swing. Um, 
you know, it's different kinds of swings. I'll usually put up a hammock or something, see how they sit. Maybe I'll put up a strap swing if they're able to sit in that correctly. Because some of the kids like that, that vestibular input but have difficulty with postural control. Um, some kids just want to play with big blocks or big crash pads because they like that, they like that heavy work. Um, some kids don't like some of that stuff. So the kids that veer away from the swing, okay, maybe there's a vestibular issue there. I don't know. So um, it's very kid-led. I'll, I'll, I'll follow the, the, the client or I'll follow the kiddo or, or adult and I'll see what they gravitate to. And then I'll kind of go from there and observe and see, okay, well, if they don't like certain things, what happens if I do put them on a swing? How do they respond during and then afterwards? I'll look at the behavior afterwards. Uh -huh. So if you need like to plan um, a session for a child with a vestibular issue, so how would you go about it? Planning. Ooh. So uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't, you know, I, a lot of times I, so if I, if I get to know a kid and I see, and I, you know, I'll do some assessments um, and I'll talk in, doing my own observations, talking to parents or anybody else working with that kiddo. So I get an idea of what, that kid gravitates to or avoids or what, what they might need. I'll have an idea in my mind, but I really, I'm always going to meet that kid where, where they are that day. So when they walk in the gym, if they need some input, great, let's put up the Lycra and they'll climb and crawl. And, and what we're doing is, you know, we're, we're helping that kiddo regulate their or integrate those senses together and help, getting to a place of, of being calm and cool and, 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 getting to a place of readiness. Okay. So when they're done, then maybe we can work on maybe some fine motor stuff, or maybe there's, maybe if, if, you know, there's some cognitive behavior stuff we want to work on after that, we can, we can kind of go that way, but you know, I'll look at their, always have their goals and, and then do my best to get to those goals on that day. Uh -huh. So we mentioned the sensor integration. So could you maybe speak a bit about the different sensors just shortly? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so most people know the five senses, right? Um, sight, sound, taste, touch, um, smell. Thank you. <laughs> know these by now. Um, but there's there's really eight, right? So the the other two that that aren't talked about as much are vestibular sense, which is movement of the head, okay, uh, and and um, the feel of gravity on mm -hmm. us, and as well as uh, as propio, excuse me, it, um, proprioception, which is the feeling of our muscles, right? When I pull that, that those mechanoreceptors that, that tell me how much pressure something is or where my body is in space and, and interoception would be the eighth, which is that internal body awareness, temperature, hunger, um, anxiety, uh, breath control, um, these kinds of things. So those are the kinds of, those are their eight senses and you kind of work with those. Yes. And how would, kind of working on a heavy work help a child be more regulated? Oh, good question. So heavy work, right? So moving weight, uh, that's, that's active muscle use. That's proprioception. When I pick things up, it activates the mechanoreceptors in my, in my musculars, in my muscular system, right? And my connective tissue. That is number one, it's, it's letting me know, it's letting my brain know where my body is. And that's, that makes me feel good. That's, that's organizing, that's comforting. And as well as it releases chemicals in my brain like dopamine, serotonin, when I move things, when if the more I move it, the more, the more it kind of, it's not that simple, but the, the more it kind of is released. I can help decrease cortisol, 
um, mm -hmm. which is that the, the high octane chemical that we use for fight or flight. We, we need for fight or flight. Sometimes there's a lot of that. So there's a reason why people feel good when they go to the gym. Yes, you're getting all the benefits of exercise. You know, you're, you're doing the cardiovascular, you're getting blood flow, all of that. But you're also doing heavy work. You're, 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 you feel more organized and more um, um, calm, I guess, in a, in a better place usually after you work out, especially specifically when you move weight. Yeah. And um, especially for kids on the spectrum, I mean, going to the gym is wonderful, but then they need this constant input in the houses. Yes, yes, it would, yes, it would be, you know, and the gym, you know, gym equals exercise. Exercise is very specific. So how do we get kids to move? Well, that's when you kind of get into play and motivation. What motivates that kid? So that's kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, where I, I, I follow the kid because I want to use what they like to do and kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to build around that. So when we're at home and trying to get kids to move, I really need to see what my kid gravitates to and what they like to do. And I'll using play. It's always fun to play a game, right? Even as adults, we like to like to have fun and play a game and then great. Let's add in vestibular. Let's add in tactile. Let's add in proprioception. Maybe we'll decrease that visual stuff. We'll get rid of the screen, we'll increase the audio to help be more present in this machine that we have to utilize on a daily basis. Yeah. So how would you advise parents to create a kind of a mini gym in their homes? Oh, oh my goodness. So use, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. You can, you can go the, the, the full distance and put in a sensory gym in your house that costs money. That takes time that costs money. Um, but that would be great, but you can make do with what you have around the house. You, I love obstacle courses, especially like using big, soft things. Everyone, most people have couches and chairs and cushions yes. and stuff like that. That's big, soft stuff kids can climb up and jump down on top of pillows and crawl under and, and get that, you know, you're looking, I, I always suggest you're looking for three things, like tactile input, which is light touch and that deep pressure, mm -hmm. as well as uh, vestibular input. So, you know, getting kids to roll, moving this, this head out of this plane. We spend a lot of time yeah. in this, in this vertical plane. So getting ways to rolling somersaults, getting their head in a different plane. And, um, and then that active muscle use, right? Heavy work, got to crawl, climb, jump, crash, bang, smash, pick up, build, knock down, that kind of that kind, those kinds of activities. Those are very technical terms. Uh, and kind of equipment that wouldn't be that expensive. What would you recommend? Um, oh man. Uh, okay, so I would usually go big, soft things. Right, are safest, and you, you probably already have them already. Pillows, couch cushions, things like that. You can, if you have couch cushions on your couch, maybe you could build a fort. Things like that. Um, uh, I look at the gross motor stuff more rather than like, you know, people think of fidgets and things like that, that, that has their place, but I'm going to try to do the gross motor things first. So things like if you have a swing, if you have the ability to have a swing somewhere in your house or at least outside getting that. Um, and then, you, then there's types of swings, like a strap swing, like the one you see at the playground is a great, but if I don't, if I don't have a good posture, or if I have trouble with balance and things like that, that can be hard. Kids, my kid, I might not want to get on that. So you can get a hammock pretty cheap off of Amazon for like eighteen, mm -hmm. and you know, um, and do that. 
You can make your own uh, Lycra is a really cool tool if you have suspension, or even if you don't, it's that uh, stretchable, you know, nylon um, mm -hmm. fabric that's Lycra, four-way stretch. You can go and buy a sensory swing. Um, they're pretty expensive. You can find them on Amazon. You can, there's different websites, um, Sensory Digest. Uh, he makes some great ones ready to go kits, or you can also go on Amazon and make your own. It's relatively cheap to look for, for uh, Lycra. Uh-huh. And what else can you do with a Lycra in exercises? Oh my goodness. Well, if you have, okay. So if you have um, suspension, you can create like a, a one point like teardrop kind of swing. If you have two points, you can create a tunnel or like a taco kind of thing. Kids can get in and you can rock back and forth and swing and squish them up. So having suspension is really beneficial. If you don't have suspension, um, you know, uh, having like, you can get like a tubular Lycra. You can, you can find that on Amazon for relatively cheap. Tubular Lycra and kids can crawl on that. You can tie one in a knot so it's like a big pocket. You can put yes. balls in there or stuff it with pillows or stuffed animals or even yoga balls, like kids got to push it out. That's a great one. You could drag kids around on the floor by putting them in there. If you don't have the tube you like, if it's just a sheet, it's fine. Get the kid on the sheet and drag them around. Or if there's two kids, one kid's on the sheet, another one, one kid pulls the next, or maybe they pull you, things mm -hmm. like that. Uh -huh. And Matt, is it possible to show us some of the equipment you use? Or oh you my goodness. I, 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 it's kind of a mess. I'm in the middle of, I moved my gym, but yeah, I can, I can show you some things. Okay. My, my basement, that's kind of a disaster. So I apologize. <laughs> Here we go into the depths. So I'm in the process of moving and I just shot a workshop. So I have all my stuff. Uh -huh. uh, so here, this is my, I mean, sorry, the light is in my eyes. That, let's do that. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I apologize for the mess. So this is suspension you can hang, um, different ways to look, you can YouTube that. Um, that is suspension, but you know, uh, let me grab some Lycra. I got Rex. So having suspension is great. This is four-way stretch nylon Lycra. Mm -hmm. Get something like this, you can tie this is uh, my, one of my very early ones. So this is kind of a junk job, but I still have it. Uh -huh. Tying rings on there to, and having two on, on each corner, uh, on two corners on each end and hang it here. So you have kind of a, uh, kind of a pocket thing you can get in and swing, something like that. Different than a swing, right? Yeah. Um, cheap hammock, things like that. Mm -hmm. Any swing would work. I look at things that kids can climb into and swing and, Yes. Hold flexion or, or get in that superhero position and, and back and forth, things like that. Oh. Um, I make my own trapezes, stuff like this. Ah. I got that at a thrift store. It's just a gymnastics ring. Yes. Webbing. So kids yes. Um, going to the thrift store is fantastic. Yoga mm -hmm. balls, such a cool tool. You can do a lot just having kids try to sit on them. Um, on their stomachs being, again, we're looking at trying to get that head in different positions and mm -hmm. roll down, um, having lay on their back and they can kick the ball back, back to you, things like that. Um, I have, a, my goodness. Let me grab one thing. I'll show you some oral motor stuff that I love to use, just a minute. Oral motor, you know, this is a, 
this is an underutilized tool, so. Oral motor activities, you know, oral meaning mouth, motor meaning movement. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> where do I start? Okay, so getting kids to purse lip breathe, like, so my, my lips are, right? We all do that when we're stressed. Yeah. Um, we, we learn that as, as babies to, to, to drink our milk, mm -hmm. right? Drink from the nipple. Um, sometimes kids miss that step for whatever reason. Maybe it's a developmental thing. Maybe it's a sensory thing. Who knows? But getting kids, you know, we oftentimes in school, we teach breathing, yoga, we teach breathing. There's actual mm -hmm. classes on breathing techniques. This is a great way to teach breathing without having to teach breathing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Getting, um, this is a piece of um, medical tubing, grade, grade medical tubing. So you, it's safe to put in your mouth. I have a five gallon jug of water yeah. and soap. I even put some balls in there for fun. It doesn't have to be this big. You can use a you can use a bowl of water. It doesn't really matter. Look at me how gross and dirty my my gym is in here, <laughs> but that's okay. So I'm just gonna put the put it in in the water with it's soapy water. Wow. That's it. This is a great. This is a great tool, especially if my kid is like really hyped up or high alert. If yeah. you've done a lot of swing or they're they're really high up there on that that high alert level, great heavy work. This is heavy work. It's diaphragmatic breathing. I'm engaging yes. my core. I'm using. My, I'm strengthening all the muscles around my mouth. Yes. Kids have difficulty with feeding. It could be a mechanical thing. So like not having the strength here. Yes. Great, let's build the strength. Or maybe it's a tactile thing, in which case, great, I'm still getting input. Yes. Here, right? So I think that's an, an amazing tool because, you know, so many of the kids don't know how to breathe. Yeah. A lot of adults don't know how to breathe, right? Yes. You pick, you pick something heavy up, you... Yeah, and they've got, you know, so many of the tantrums and just, just don't know how to relax and don't know how to breathe. So having yeah. such a tool is awesome. And what do we do? Breathe, breathe. And, you know, as well as I, even if I'm, I'm in a bad mood or I'm in, in the red zone, yes. I, don't have the, I don't have the ability to listen. There's too much cortisol. Exactly. Just boom, having this out, kids can, a lot of kids will gravitate toward this anyway. And if you if you give it to them and they do this, you know there's an issue right so maybe that's yeah. something to work on it doesn't have to be this you can use whistles harmonicas right. things like that you can utilize them if they're in a swing great hand them a harmonica yes. hand them a, a tornado whistle one of those, Woo exactly. of those things like that yeah and that's a wonderful tool you know for every family to have at home and just practice it yeah totally easy to make you can use a milk jug you can use a, a bowl of water or just get a water bottle with a straw in it. If kids are yeah. blowing bubbles at dinner, yeah. that's an indicator. They're, they're, they're gravitating to that. They're doing that for a reason. Yes. It makes them feel good and they're benefiting from it. If you see that, great. Have them do that in a functional way. Make that part of their daily activity. And, and uh, you should see yes. something. Yeah. yeah, really like it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah. And any more tips? Any more tips? <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, 
I'm trying to think of, I took all of my things to my new gym, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, any things that promote movement. Oh, okay. Okay. Here's a great, great sticks, sticks. Okay. A lot of our kids have trouble with coordination, right? Yes. If you have kids that have trouble with handwriting or difficulty doing things in the middle of my, of my, maybe it's even eating, right? A lot of things I do in the middle of my body, like meaning they have to bring this two hands together and my eyes and focus right here. Okay. That's can be difficult for some of our kids. Um, it could be a coordination issue. If I have difficulty with coordinating the two sides of my body, um, it could make writing difficult, right? So I have to start here. Oh, I cross midline mm -hmm. and I have to go, uh, go across and continue, right? Mm -hmm. Or I have to take two hands and, and hold something down while I, while I move something. Um, if I'm eating, I have to bring it to the middle of my body. That's, a, that's motor planning. It's coordination. That can be really, it seems simple, yes. but it, if, if I've had a sensory issue from, from, as a, from birth, or if I've missed some milestones as a kid, or if I have some mm -hmm. reflexes, that can be a very difficult skill. And now we're asking kids to hold pencils. Mm -hmm. Okay, so hand them a stick and see what they do. Mm -hmm. uh, let's, let's do let's do it. So hand them a stick, and I, I usually have them hit something. So maybe I'll put a target on the ground and they have to yeah. hit the target, right? Or, um, you know, I could suspend like pinata style something. This is whatever. They have to hit it like this. If mm -hmm. I start saying stuff like this, or they, or they have to hit it and they go to one hand, that's an indicator to me. I don't know if you can still hear me. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want kids to be able to hold the stick with two hands, and that's going to promote that crossing midline. Mm -hmm. Eye-hand coordination, I'm timing, rhythm. Uh, and this is going to help me develop this midline in my body, right? Yes. Rotating, whoops, <laughs> things like that. So sticks are very primal. We, you know, one of the first yes. tools we use as humans, it's anytime you, you put a kid outside, they usually gravitate towards sticks anyway. So cool, yeah. use that. We're building grip strength. We're building shoulder stability. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to use things like this. This is a club. The RMT club, it's real heavy. Mm -hmm. And you can smash this and kids love it. And um, it's a really cool tool. Things like this. Um, so sticks, bats, clubs, tennis rackets, baseball bats, cricket yes. bats. Um, and have them hit a target, you know? And, yeah. you know, and, and making sure like, so thing like um, if it's a ball, like they have to hit the ball, then they got to go get the ball. That kind of kills the flow. And then we yeah. do their but if it's something heavy, uh, I love the rugby ball. It's, mm -hmm. it's a little bit deflated. They can hit it or a medicine ball, which is really hard, or even a balloon, which isn't heavy, but it's like I hit yeah. it real slow. So it, it, it keeps me engaged a little bit longer, things like that. Awesome. And Matt, how can people find your gym? So uh, um, in Tacoma, Washington, it's a Grit City uh, Fitness and Performance. That's where I am locally, yeah. I also do some workshops. Yeah. Um, virtually, you can find those online. I'm terrible at keeping my website updated, as you just wrote me earlier. I just didn't realize. <laughs> but I have some workshops on there. Um, I try to do them monthly, and I have a couple different ones. One on uh, ADHD, one on working with uh, fitness with kids, and a couple ones for, for, uh, for teachers and educators, things like that. Uh -huh. And can uh, parents have Zoom consultations with you on how to create sensory rooms or 
Yeah. 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 Um, yes. I've done that in the past and yeah, absolutely. You can, I usually do like a, a 15 or a 30 minute consult as well to get to know your kids, see what you need. And if, if it's something you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Matt, thank you so much. It's really been a pleasure and uh, some wonderful tips to help uh, parents promote the sensory gym at home too. Of course. Thank you very much, Dana. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Love your work. <laughs> thank you. All right. <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>